You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. All right, let's waste no time. Minor Talk is live. Post-Thanksgiving, we are back along with Angel Munoz just filling in. For Sal Montes today, Sal will be on the phones today. He'll call into the show. UTEP Miners basketball, they complete their fifth straight victory. Uh, before we get into this one, the Miners winning their third game of the Jim Forbes Classic, like you heard from Voice of the Miners, John Teicher, along with Steve Yellen. Three wins in four days for this UTEP basketball team. Nothing can ever come easy for this group. Nothing will ever come easy for the Miners and this men's basketball team. They were up by as much as 20. This was a one-score game, uh, you know, with four minutes left in this uh, contest. But yet the Miners pull it off. They win the game by five points, 72-67, in control for most of the contest, despite uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi going on a 23-4 run that uh, had a lot of Miner fans who were there very nervous. We're going to get into everything today. We're going to get to a lot of phone calls. We're going to get to a lot of tweets that have already been coming in. Uh, want to give a big shout out to the Oscar Adietta Agency. They are the presenting sponsor of us here on Minor Talk. They're the ones who allow us to do the Minor Talk edition every single game. Uh, special thanks to the Oscar Adietta Agency, who remind everybody out there, have a happy Thanksgiving, have a happy holidays. And uh, the Oscar Adietta Agency, seven locations in town from the west side to Fabens, they bring the UTEP basketball hometown hero for every men's basketball game. Let's uh, get going on the phone lines uh, and let's get going on Twitter as well. Our telephone number is 915-505-6009. Coming in a little hot today. Um, you know, let's dial it back a little bit. Uh, I, I want to welcome on uh, first our producer, Angel Munoz. Angel, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving, my friend. Uh, this, how was Thanksgiving spent at the Munoz household? It was uh, it was it was spent like any other normal normal Thanksgiving, you know. Okay. I had the uh, the the Cowboys game going on yesterday, and after that, I was just like, all right, I'm a I'm a head home, get some turkey, get everything going on. I watched Knives Out. There you go. It's okay, great, great movie. Movie, yeah, love it. So, hey, what's your yeah. favorite side? What's your favorite Thanksgiving hmm. side? Cornbread. 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 All right, we got a little cornbread mm-hmm. vote. All right. Well, yeah, everybody who calls guy. in will be asking their favorite Thanksgiving side or, or what their favorite Thanksgiving dish was uh, this past time around. Uh, Want to give a special shout out to uh, my family uh, and my new family. Of course, uh, you know I'm getting married next month, and uh, I went out to Marfa this past week. Uh, I'll, I'll give them the full Marfa recap and everything, but I, I do want to touch on CSU Bakersfield. We have Sal Montes, co-host of Minor Talk, here with us as well uh, on the hotline. But I, I want to tell everybody about my emotions through that CSU Bakersfield game and then tell, talk a little bit about uh, Thanksgiving as well. So when I was driving to Marfa to, uh, Wednesday night, I left the studio sports talk. I thought to myself, hey, UTEP was already in a double overtime game on Tuesday against Alcorn State. No worries. This is going to be that victory that the Miners get. No problem at all. No drama. Uh, looked good in the first half. Second half, CSU Bakersfield started chipping away. And then I thought, nah, nah, it's okay. UTEP's in control. Mario McKinney's back from, uh, from being absent one game. Everything will be okay. I was thinking, you know, CSU's Bakersfield, everything is fine. And then CSU Bakersfield comes back, Cal State Bakersfield, then uh, makes it a really close game. They send it into overtime by some crazy fashion. Uh, and the craziest part about all of this is I'm driving to Marfa and I'm getting in and out of connection. Like I'm hearing voice of the miners, John Teicher say, uh, you know, f- 15 seconds left, Mario McKinney inbound and then cut, uh, you know, I'm losing connection. 
I'm like, oh my goodness. And then I'm not kidding you. In regulation with like 25 seconds, it was out of a movie. With like 25 seconds left, I'm thinking UTEP has it. And then the connection is restored. We're going to overtime. And I'm like, what? UTEP is in overtime? There's no, they have no business being in overtime in this game. And nonetheless, UTEP was able to gut it out. In fact, they should have lost that game in overtime. I think CSU Bakersfield went up like 60, I don't know what the, they went up by like two scores or at least a score. And I thought there's no way UTEP's coming back. Uh, you know, it was a it was an awesome drawn up play uh, that uh, UTEP had in the, in the end. Shamar Givens with a couple late uh, saving plays. And the Miners were able to gut that one out. But that one had the Miners at the edge of their seat. That's two overtime, back-to-back, two overtime sessions, back-to-back, that you had to see with this UTEP basketball team on Tuesday and Wednesday. I can't believe that. And that brings us to Friday. UTEP's up by 20 points in this game. And yet, uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi charges back on a 23-5 to run and makes it a game in the final five minutes. And UTEP was in control. In fact, in the first half, I was writing some really hot take notes. I thought that was their best coach game in the first half. I thought they were executing everything offensively. Defensively, they, they uh, Corpus Christi had no answer. They had no shots that were falling. They were getting some okay looks, but nothing was falling for that team. And then uh, in the second half, that's where you know Corpus in, in particular, it was the final 10 minutes. That's when Corpus Christi started to come back in this game. Uh, but yeah, it, it can never be drama-free, Sal Montes. It can never be drama-free when we're talking about UTEP men's basketball. No, definitely not. And uh, I want to say happy Thanksgiving to you, uh, your family. Shout out to, um, to the Donnelly family as well. Shout out to the whole A-team. Uh, shout out to Angel and the Munoz family as well. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Um, wait, 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 Sal, real right. quick, real quick, real yeah. quick. How was your yeah. Thanksgiving? We, we didn't even introduce you properly. How, how's it going, Sal? <laughs> it's great to talk to you. Oh, Happy man. Thanksgiving. Hope you had a great day. Uh, how, was, how was everything? How was Thanksgiving with you all? It was amazing. The food was great. Um, you know, started the first half with my side of the family, and then we went over to, um, to my wife's side of the family after that. So we had a bunch to eat, man. It was, it was great. Couldn't, you know, couldn't ask for a better day off. Uh, you know, get to spend it with amazing people. That's awesome, man. All right, what's your favorite side, Sal? We're asking everybody that today. What was the best right. side dish this past this past Thanksgiving? All right, assuming turkey is the main thing, right? Um, I would say the side for me, my favorite. It's a, I got to pick one. I'm not going to say this and that. I'm going to go mashed potatoes. Ooh, okay, okay, mashed potatoes. I'll say, I'll say mashed potatoes. Yeah, there, there's a science to it, um, and then it, it, right behind them as well. Um, I, I got to go mac and cheese. Okay. Mashed potatoes, mac and cheese. Those are always uh, some great ones. Angel said cornbread, uh, and mashed potatoes, mac mm. and cheese. I love it, Sal. Uh, this was way too close for comfort. UTEP should have killed this team in Texas A&M Corpus Christi. It was 72-67, and even though the score indicates just a five-point game, I felt like UTEP controlled this one. Uh, it's just you know the simple things. It's the free throws. It's the, the rebounding. It's not making the free throws. It's not executing late in the game. Those are the things that are hurting this team, but the fact that they gut out these wins, I can't really knock them for that that run that Texas A&M Corpus Christi had. I, the fact that they're gutting out these wins, I'm, I'm still impressed because I feel like last year's team loses these types of games. You know what? Uh, I'm about halfway there with you. Um, I agree that last year they lose these games, but, but also, too, this is um, really the third game in a row and then we can kind of look back to New Mexico State as well. I mean, I know that the score um, makes it look a lot closer than it was, 
Uh, but that was a lot of effort by the Aggies near the end to make the score, you know, make the game seem closer than it was. And the issue here is, I, I mean, teams are going to get hot. We, we know that. But you counter that by scoring on the other side or by not turning it over or by hitting your free throws. And if they can do that, this game doesn't, uh, you know, get as close as, the, as it seems. And even that, that ferocious run by, um, by the Islanders, it, it's more withstandable because you're doing the little things right on your end. So I, I think it's part, um, you know, heart and, and part grit from, um, from Corpus Christi. But on the other end, too, if you're the Miners, you've you got you, you to take care of the ball. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I'm looking at a turnover with 358 left by Zara Kandyama. And then, uh, you know, a possession right before that, a turnover by Solomon which was uh, right before a turnover from Shamar Givens. You know, that's basically three turnovers in about a minute span. Um, and the game was around, um, you know, nine or seven points around that point. But, um, I, I mean, either way, they pulled out. But they got to do these little things right because um, you can only rely on your defense for so long. The game's going to start to travel elsewhere um, outside of defense where you, you got to be efficient in, in other parts. But they, they held it. You know, as long as they could, and they could pull it out. You know, Sal, I think that uh, you brought up some really good points, and it's the little things that UTEP has to be a little bit. You know, they're winning these games against solid um, group of five teams. Like this is a solid group of, uh, excuse me, mid-major team in Texas A&M Corpus Christi. But I'm still a little worried when conference play starts because, like we've been hearing, yeah. UAB. There's the UABs of the world. There's the Western Kentuckys of the world. I think the one thing that you could say, though, is that UTEP in crunch time situations, or at least UTEP has had experience in playing in crunch time situations. So maybe that'll help them in extended minutes or in extended stretches if they have to face that in conference play. Yeah, it it will at points. Um, You know, I think when it comes down to it, if they're tougher than the other team, they're going to pull out the win. That's, That's not a problem. Um, it, it's where you go up against teams who are just a bit more talented, who work as hard as you. Uh, that, that could be a problem. Or you, you go up against a team who fights just as tough as you, um, but they make their free throws and, and their, their threes at a high clip when they need to. And I, I know it's a little bit different today. Shout out to a, a Sibley. Man, he shot everybody up. Oh, yeah. He, he did amazing today. But, um, you know, when, when you're going up against a team, where effort is not going to be a factor because it's it's countered by their equal effort. Um, that's where you got to pick up the pace, and I think they they were just they were just tougher than Corpus Christi today. I, I think that's a given. But um, yeah, you're right. UAB is, is going to be in a dogfight for 40 plus if they have to. Uh, same with Western Kentucky. Uh, you know, we, we could go up and down the list of Conference USA, but uh, it, it's going to win them games. But they got to do the little things right to win games against teams who are who are right on that same level of, uh, of tenacity. Sal, do you have a clear best player on this team right now? Because I have a name right now that I want to oh. throw at you, but I want to ask you first. Do you have a name that you might be thinking like, all right, this guy I think is their best player? Um, you know what? If I had to pick, it's, uh, it's so tough. I'll, I'll give you this. Because I don't have the answer to that. Well, can I can I throw you can I throw you my name can I throw you my name and then you you react to it either way just just let me know what you think about it and and I'm gonna come off uh, the top rope swinging here with this one okay Um, (laughs) I think Mario McKinney might be their best player 
and I think the final stretch would would have fans who who uh, just heard me say that think what like you know he was having some difficulties, but I just think he makes. Wi- I was sitting with uh, some close friends, some family. Uh, they they were thinking mm-hmm. that. Um, Mario McKinney kind of makes those winning plays, and I think that's the best way to describe him. He's just a winning – he makes winning plays, and for what he's worth, I think he might be UTEP's best player. And, and maybe that's not worth anything right now, but I, I think that he could emerge to being UTEP's best player on this team. What, what do you think about that? You know what? I, I really like that. I think out of all the guards, um, if I had to lean a certain way, I'm, I'm going McKinney. I, I think he should be starting for sure. Uh, we talked about this too in the, in the game against um, – Alcorn State, he was clearly missed. Uh, you know, we, we talked about that change of place, uh, change of pace type of player that he is and what he brings. And out of everybody, not, not to knock anybody else, right, but out of everybody on this on the team, rather, when it comes to offense, he is the one guy you got to account for if you're the opposing defense. I, I, I agree. So, I agree completely. He's the know, one guy you have to lock in on. Hardy's going to make the shots. Sibley's going to make the shots. Solomon's yeah. going to make the shots. But Mario McKinney is going to make that game-winning shot. Yeah, he, he's definitely that X factor, that that um, that shot creator type of player. And then you said it as well. He has that swagger, just that that aura around him where you, you got to pay attention to what he's doing. Um, and, and then to kind of piggyback off of what you're saying, where you you're calling Mario the um, um, might be the best offensive player. I'll give you a, a different name. I still think Mario is, is the guy on offense, but when it comes to consistency. I'm gonna go Tay Hardy. Mm, that's a good one. I mean, he's probably there. You know, you you look two way. You you factor in how often he's playing or how many minutes he's playing. He's he might yeah. be their best two way guy. And I don't think I think that's a you have a great argument right there. If you want to make uh, Tay Hardy the best player as of right now, I think we could see this develop throughout the season. But um, he's a complete player. Tay Hardy really is. Uh, Sal, this is going to be an interesting season to follow. U- UTEP has New Mexico State Wednesday. That's going to be a dogfight in itself. Um, let's talk real quickly and preview your thoughts about UTEP UTSA before we let you go. Uh, and hey, really appreciate you calling in on the show yeah. and. and joining us here to start the show of course here on minor talk oh th- thank you so much man um yeah it, it's we know how big of a game it is for the miners um it, it's a it's a season saving type of game a season extending type of game and it just so happens to be the toughest uh team that they're going to be playing all year right I, and i still think um i'll even put them over oklahoma if we're being honest UTSA is, is just a beast and they've been this beast. So it's basically like their third year running <laughs> as um, sure. as Conference USA top dogs or deserving to be in the combo for it. So um, it's not going to be easy by any means. Um, but they're going to have to play damn near perfect to uh, to have a chance. And UTSA is trying not to repeat last year, um, allowing a team to to become bowl eligible against them, but also not what was going on in their uh, perfect Conference USA season. So um, that's what I expect. I think if you count on Frank Harris to to play terrible, that's one thing that's rare. But to back him up is, is Coach Trailer. So that you're counting on a whole lot for things to go wrong for UTSA. So you really just got to play as, as safe and sound as possible uh, on offense when it comes to not turning it over. And then on defense, you got to get turnovers as well, and more importantly, you got to score. So um, it's a tough task. We're, we're going to see what happens, and a uh, good thing it's an early game as well. <laughs> that, that's my favorite. If I could pick uh, pick anything, that's my favorite thing about the game. Yes. The early 
Thank you, Sal. Thank you for mentioning that. I agree with you completely. Uh, I love afternoon kickoffs. It's an early one. We'll be at it tomorrow. It's a 1 o'clock kickoff. UTEP versus UTSA. We're talking about a huge game right now in mid-major hoops, but we got the biggest game of the UTEP football season tomorrow to wrap up the minor talk season for football. What a week it's been. There's been two games earlier this week, now two games to close out the week. Sal, when it comes to the month of November, we called it last year, and we'll say it again this year, this is the month where we do not rest here on Minor Talk. Exactly. And guess what, Adrian? We're not done there. <laughs> a couple days after that on Wednesday, it's just a basketball game against the Mexico State. Yeah, it's just a battle by 10. Yeah, no, no big deal. No big deal. It's, it's just one of the best teams on their schedule. So. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Sal, I hope you have a great rest of your Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, wish you and Selma all the best and the rest of the Montez family. And, uh, you know, I, I hope you guys have a great rest of your weekend. All right? It was great talking to you. Likewise, likewise. Thank you so much. Uh, shout out to you. Shout out to Angel and uh, everybody. Happy late Thanksgiving. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk to you on Saturday. We'll talk to you tomorrow, Sal. All right, that's Sal Montes, co-host here of Minor Talk as we continue here on the show. Our telephone number is 915-505-6009. We'll get to some tweets. We got our uh, fall intern, UTEP Zay, on the phones as well. We'll get to that in just a second. Uh, I do want to mention that uh, when I was out this – so, uh, real quick, recapping Marfa, I'll, I'll give off my sides, my favorite sides for Thanksgiving for you, Angel, because uh, I know that you're ready, to, you're ready for that. You're excited. Excited to hear what I'm, I'm going to say. Uh, I had a great trip in Marfa. It was awesome to get out there. I love that city. I love my family out there. Um, you know, being out with my uh, fiance's family is awesome. They're such great people. They welcome me in. They do. All, they they did everything for me when I was out there. So we just you know we ate, we drank, we had a lot of fun watching the games. Uh, we played games. We watched movies. We were just having a blast. It was all the cousins together, and it was out at the grandparents' house in Marfa. I love that city. Uh, if you ever get a chance to go to that. City, city. You should never take those uh, times for granted. That place is incredible. It's a true gem here in West Texas, and I love every time we get to go out and uh, and visit the grandparents in, in Marfa, Texas. So uh, just wanted to mention that right there, and uh, wanted to say that I'm so happy that I uh, got a chance to spend it with them. I did miss my own family, and uh, my fam- I'm going to uh, go see my family after this, but uh, they had a great time as well. My family got a chance to see my uncle, who flew back into town this weekend, and they celebrated here at home. Uh, I was the one who who left uh, from town this week, but uh, yeah, I'll see him tonight. So um, no, nothing, you know, all good stuff here on, on our end. And uh, as far as sides, uh, it's green bean casserole for me, Angel Munoz. It's green bean casserole. You guys do green bean casserole? Is that is that a thing within the Munoz family? We de- we I had some green bean casserole. Okay, I had some green bean casserole yesterday. Okay, you know? I, I go I ham like, on that. Yeah. I, I like it. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> yeah. it's, I feel like it's a it's an acquired taste for me. Okay, but I I did enjoy it. All right, man. I I like it. Mm -hmm. I like the feedback. Okay, I appreciate it. Let's keep it moving. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. Let's talk more hoops. UTEP beats Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Uh, This is the Miners' fifth straight victory. Huge victory for UTEP, just knowing all the circumstances. I mean, today they get back Otis Frazier III. He plays in limited minutes. I think he plays 12 minutes today off the bench. Uh, They do not have uh, Malik Zachary, who uh, I was told is out of this contest. He was not suited out, not on the bench. Um, And I'm told that everything is good I, I, it's just um, you know maybe this one so uh you know maybe he he's back uh by the time for new mexico state but wish all the best for mario mckinn uh, excuse me for malik zachary in that situation right there uh nothing bad nothing bad and wrong if anybody's wondering so uh utep defeats texas a&m corpus christi let's keep it moving 72 67 uh let's let's uh 
Wait, let's do this. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. Let's take a quick break. Then we come, when we come back, we'll bring on UTEP Zay. We'll ask him what his favorite Thanksgiving side dish was as well. We'll uh, read a bunch of tweets that are coming our way. If you want to call in on the show and talk some UTEP hoops with us, our telephone number, 915-505-6009. We're going to take a timeout right here as you're listening to Minor Talk, brought to you by the Oscar Arieta Agency, right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, welcome back to Minor Talk. Adrian brought us here along with Angel Munoz. We're presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. Coming up later, we'll bring you our win supply El Paso hot hand of the game and our player of the game thanks to Keith Southwest. Let's get to some phone calls and let's get to some tweets. This is coming in from Pinky. Great three Jim Forbes uh, tournament wins for UTEP men's basketball team. Looking forward to next game picks up hashtag minor talk uh this one coming in from king eric another case of having a huge lead and letting them come all the way back yes it's a brand new team but you got to have the basketball awareness to close out the game this should have been a 20 point victory but take the win and prepare for nmsu look eric uh, this is you know and i i've been i've been called out for giving way too many excuses for this team uh but i'm gonna give them another pass here again it's three games in four days it's texas a&m corpus christi it's a team who had those looks in the first half i just felt like in the second half that's when that team started to really hit those shots uh no Know that UTEP should not have erased a 20-point deficit. Yes, it should have been, uh, you know, a little bit more. But I mean, UTEP shouldn't have been in a situation where they had to eke this victory out and sweat this one out in the final stretch. It was a one-score possession game uh, with like three under three to go, and and that's not what you want to see from the miners. But uh, I'll chalk it up to a little fatigue. I'll chalk it up to the fact that uh, they're still dealing with some roster changes across that that have not been consistent. So when this team is in full strength and full form, I still I. I'm going to give them the pass. I, I like this group. I think that they, uh, for gutting out this victory, for winning three straight and now five in a row, uh, three straight in the Jim Forbes Classic and then five in a row overall, um, I like it. UTEP is 5-1. and one. That's something that they could not say last year. So let's keep it moving. Let's welcome on UTEP Zay, our fall intern, onto the program. As we continue, our telephone number is 915-505-6009. We've got one line available. Ruben's coming up after Zay. Zay, what's going on? Happy Thanksgiving to you. What would you think of this game? It was a good game. I think uh, it was gritty. It was a gritty win. But I think all the games are going to be ugly and gritty wins for this for this minor team. That's just the way they're built. And um, yeah, they they blew into the lead, but hey, they keep they keep somehow winning these games, these ugly games that you know you look at you know, on the box score like how did they win this game, right? So. Yeah, it was, it was a good game. You know, I, I um I said earlier today that uh, I really liked the play for, that we saw from the likes of Jamari Sibley. Uh, Sal even mentioned that. Sal liked the game from Tay Hardy as well, and I did too. 12 points, 5 rebounds, a steal. Uh, Calvin Solomon had 8 points as well for the minor. Shamar Givens with 8. Um, where are, Hey, let me ask you this, Zay. Since you, you really like guard play a lot, and you chime in about our guard play a ton here on the show, uh, Shamar Givens, 6 assists and 5 turnovers. Where where are you at right now with Shamar Givens? Oh, I'm a Shamar Givens believer, man. I'm a Shamar Givens believer. I think whenever he goes out of the game, the the play just drops off. And hey, maybe maybe it looks you know you're looking at the box score. Hey, that looks ugly. But Shamar Givens is the leader of this team. He had I think he had six assists this game. And yep. He just he does the gritty ugly things that I think a lot of the team does too. 
but he leads this team. Like, there's a big drop-off when he's not in the game offensively. I think so, too, Zay. Uh, I'll ask you this. I, I, I told this to Sal. Uh, I'll let you react to it, I and I'm sure you probably heard it uh, since you were on hold with us, but I said Mario McKinney, I think, right now is their best player, and I'm fine with him coming off the bench. Sal said maybe uh, throw him in the starting lineup. I'm fine with him coming off the bench. I like that role for him. I think it allows him to adjust and see things differently from the side and then you know sub right in after three minutes. Uh, is that is it too early to say that for Mario McKinney? Where are you as far as who's the, the top dog, or is there not a top dog yet? Um, I think I agree. I think that, yeah, I like Mario McKinney coming off of the bench. I think he, he provides a spark, kind of like what we thought Christian Agnew was going to be, in my opinion, just like a spark off the bench, an athletic player who can get to the rim and finish. You know, maybe you want to see McKinney hit some of those open open threes, but Hey, I, I like what he brings offensively and defensively. He gets he's he's getting a lot of boards. I mean, he led the team with eight rebounds yesterday. So, yeah, I like I like Mario McKinney coming off the bench. But I think Otis Frazier, even though he didn't play a lot, I think he's the best player on this team, and he's gonna. And I think as the season goes on, he, he's gonna show that. Oh, okay. So you you're still holding up uh, a lot of hope for Otis Frazier. And hey, in limited action today, twelve minutes today, uh, he made his presence felt. Seven points. Two of five from the field. He had an assist, had a rebound. Looked good. It looked like he was flowing nicely through the game. Uh, only two minutes in the second half. I'm not too concerned. I think that was more of a minutes restriction thing, right there. Yeah, yeah. He didn't. He didn't play a lot. Yeah, but his plus minus was 14, and it just that's wow. the highest on the team. So. I really like what I see out of Otis Frazier, both offensively and defensively. Well, Zay, I appreciate your phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in. Thanks for all the coverage you did for us here on this weekend. You were on the beat. You were right behind the UTEP bench, so I know that was some really cool stuff. Uh, I hope you, your your whole family, including George, had a great uh, Thanksgiving. What's your favorite side dish, Zay? Uh, we're asking everybody that right now. What's your favorite side dish? Oh, that's that's easy. That's mashed potatoes easily. All right. Not, not not even not even close. Okay. Good stuff. Hey hey Zay, you have a great rest of your weekend, man. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right, it's UTEP Zay joining us here on the phone lines. Uh, we had Angel Munoz stepping in for his first broadcast. We had UTEP Zay stepping in for his first sideline reporting. Um, I don't even know if that's what we're calling it, but he was just on-site reporting. That's what I should say. Uh, Zay did a great job this week in the Jim Forbes Classic, and uh, he'll continue to do some great work for us uh, throughout the, the year. Let's welcome on Ruben onto the program. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. Ruben, welcome aboard. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving, man. How's going it's going well uh thanks for having me on and yes i did have a a good thanksgiving thank god oh good um, good I hope everybody else out there did as well ruben hey, listen, this team uh, is fun to watch right very much so and uh just a couple of points real quick and then i'll 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 get off and just kind of listen to your response but um you know I, I you know you keep talking about mckinney and i agree with you i think he's a good addition to this team but as far as saying that he's the best player out there, I don't really think that we have a best player right now. And it's just like you guys have said, um, I think this team is adjusting to each other still. Um, you know, you can look at the turnovers and that kind of stuff and, you know, the lack of rebounding and stuff. I think that those things need to get fixed. Um, so, like, I think that this team is still gelling. Um the guy that stands out for me, and I wouldn't call him the best player, but the guy that really impresses me next to McKinney is, um, oh my God, Solomon. Okay, Solomon. Uh, okay, I like that. Yeah, I, 
I like I like his play. I love his intensity, and I love I love the fact that he's he's a he's one of those uh, he fights for everything. You know what I mean? Uh, so he's always in the middle of the action. But here's my question, and I've asked this to a couple of people, and I was kind of surprised with the answers. This team doesn't have an outside shooter. Yep. We've got some good guards, but we don't have an outside shooter. So here's my question. Had Soli Boom stayed on this team, do you think he would have fit in with the offense that we're running now? And how much of an impact do you think he would have made as much as being the outside shooter and possibly even the leader of this team? I'm going to hang up oh. and listen to you on the radio. Man, it's, wait, wait, Ruben, real quick. What's your favorite side yes, dish? Sir. Side dish. Favorite mashed side potatoes, dish. Mashed potatoes, bro. Come on. All right. Chalk another one up to mashed potatoes. Good stuff. Hey, Ruben, yeah, great question. Hey, go ahead. Go ahead. made a song about it, man, so how can it not be mashed potatoes? <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff, Ruben. Hey, really appreciate okay, the bro. phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in on the show. Uh, great question there. Great great question. If Sule Boom had stayed, if the whole team had left and, and this current roster is on, on right now, um, how would he fit? Would he fit in with this group? Uh, I think it's a great. I would. I'd be curious to hear other people's answers over mine. I don't. I don't really think my opinion's that great on this. I think Sule Boom's a, a winning player, and I think Sule Boom has proven that he can take he can take any team and elevate their performance overall. If Sule Boom was on this team, unquestionably they'd be uh, good and even better. I, there's no question in my mind he would fit in just fine. Uh, Mar, you know, if it's Mario McKinney off the bench spelling uh, Sule Boom, if it's Shamar Givens alongside Sule Boom, if Sule ends up playing more of a two guard, which is what he was recruited to UTEP initially for, instead of a point guard, which is what transitioned to at the end of last year when they realized, hey, you can have you can stagger both Jamal Bienemy and Sule Boom at the point guard spot. Both of those guys play that position pretty well. So if they had done all those things right there, yes, I think he would have been just fine. Now I, I go back to something that I've said about this UTEP basketball team that I'll continue to say again. I might go I might take uh Sule Boom Keontae Kennedy, Jamal Bienemy, over any of these individual players right here that UTEP currently has. And call that mean, call that, you know, being uh, you know, not not dismissing these uh, current players. Call say say that for sure because that's what I'm doing right there. But at the same time, I would not trade this team that UTEP has right now for last year's team. I really wouldn't. I I like this team so much early on. And it would take something uh, colossal to happen for this season, at least in my eyes, to become a failure. And I, I just trust this uh, organization. I trust the uh, coaches that are in place. And I like the nucleus they built. So I would not trade this year's team for last year's. I'd trade individual players, sure. But uh, I like what they have right now. And I think that what this group brings is zero entitlement. We had Zay talk about Otis Frazier possibly being the best player. We had Sal saying he chooses Tay Hardy up to this point. I said Mario McKee. Kinney, but maybe the right answer is what Ruben said. Maybe there's no good, like, you know, there's no, like, standout player or best player, quote unquote. Nobody has that title. And maybe that's the best part about this team is there's no entitlement. There's no real standout player who's going to uh, take. 20 attempts. Sule Boom would take those 20 attempts, and there's nothing wrong with that. I still think he's a fabulous player, and he's doing amazing things right now at Xavier. But I, I just think with this group, the way that it's built, it's built to be uh, a team that's built with depth and a, a team where you're thinking, hey, on any given night, there could be another 
guy or another great player who stands out there. So it's a long-winded answer, but to circle back to what you said there, Ruben, maybe it's not Mario McKinney. Maybe it's Calvin Solomon. Maybe it's uh, somebody like Otis Frazier. Or maybe it's none of them. Maybe this group as a, as a cohesion, they are all successful together, and that's what makes this group interesting and good. Uh, our telephone number is 915-505-6009. Uh, we are continuing here on Minor Talk as after UTEP defeated Texas A&M Corpus Christi 72-67. Uh, great calls, great tweets. Let's keep it moving. This coming in from Leo underscore Minor Fan. Oh, Another great question. Gosh, our listeners and our, our Twitter followers with some awesome questions so far. Uh, Leo tweets in the show, How much of an impact do you think physical and mental fatigue played into tonight's game? I think it did a little. How much? I don't know. The way that they play, even if they have a nice rotation, I think some kind of impact. But heck, they won and they pulled through. Uh, I think mental and physical fatigue had a lot to do with tonight's game. I mean, think about it. I was just talking about it from an opposing uh, team standpoint from one of our uh, one of the people I was hanging out with, uh, you know, in the stands today. I was saying, hey, when it comes to UTEP today, look at Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Imagine being in El Paso for a whole week, spending Thanksgiving here. You know, you're away from your family. You're 18, 19, 20 years old. This is challenging. It's challenging to go on the road for some of these opposing teams. And now being the host team, yeah, sure, you're getting in your own bed, all that kind of stuff, but it's still the grind of a college basketball season. And I think those things shouldn't be taken lightly. I think that this UTEP basketball team right now is, uh, you know, they did hit that mental, physical fatigue wall. They hit that point. And I think that uh, that the fact that they actually gutted out a victory that makes this even more special. The fact that they you know did all of that um, really good play from the backcourt today. I, I really liked uh, what we saw in stretches from Shamar Givens, Tay Hardy, Mario McKinney. Really liked those guys a lot. Calvin Solomon. Uh, I don't give him enough credit on this show. I think he does have uh, some costly mistakes at times, but you know he does he does enough. Eight points today, four of six from the free throw line, a heck of a lot better than his two of 11 or two of 12, whatever it ended up being on Tuesday night against Alcorn State. Um, so I think he stepped up in a big way as well. We, as we keep things moving, let's go to Twitter real quick, and then we'll welcome on Sarah uh, here on Minor Talk as we continue. Talisha Bennett tweets the show, The refs played an amazing game. Their teamwork against the Miners was unmatched. Yet again, we pulled through. Uh, a lot of officiating questions, whether it be this game or uh, Wednesday, Wednesday's game. That's for sure, Talisha. Let's go over to Joe Chacon, who's tweeting in the show. Uh, let me ask you a question. What's the difference is if UTEP wins by 5 or 20? A win is a win, right? I'd rather have a gutty team that finds a way to win, especially with a coach like Joe Golding. 5-0 and at home, not bad at all. Hashtag repping from Colorado now. Hashtag time for a turkey sandwich. Hashtag Brock is my OG. Um, well, I think it would make a lot of minor fans feel better if they won by 20 today instead of having to uh, eke out another game. Uh, nerves were high at the Haskins Center today. Uh, UTEP had a 20-point lead, and then that quickly got erased by a 23-5 to run uh, thanks to Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Let's welcome on Sarah onto the program. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. Sarah, good evening. What's going on? Yeah, I was just I was going to say the same thing about the referees. I mean, I... I hate that but you know it just seemed like it was just it was ridiculous so many replays oh i know you know the reviews are are (laughs) horrible horrible sarah where do do they come from (laughs) 
I know. I know. These aren't conference USA. These are probably like regional refs, right? They're they're the Black Friday refs because the, all the all the refs are taking this weekend off or something oh, like that. Oh, okay, okay. I'll no, I'm totally that. kidding. That was that was totally a joke. I have no clue what's going on here. But I absolutely agree. That's just like going out to eat on a holiday. You know, you don't want to do it because the good cooks are home. Oh, I like it. I, I, that's that's a great. Hey, I love that. You mind if I steal that, Sarah? I love that line. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, you can, yeah, you can steal that. Uh, Sarah, that, let me let me ask you to. this. Let me ask you this, Sarah. Mm-hmm. You called in last time. You gave a great you gave a great analysis on the the two way play by the backcourt and what you saw on your end in this game. UTEP had to grind it out again. What was your thoughts on this one? Um, I, 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 I'm. I don't know. Today, I was disappointed in the second half so much with the offensive rebounds that the other team was getting. It just, it just, it was just disproportionate. And I don't know the turnovers. I think we had more turnovers than they did. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, I think. Yeah, they. I think that's, that's right. That's, Extremely unusual. Yeah, 20 um, turnovers UTEP had compared to 16 for Texas A&M Corpus Christi, which defensively, that's right around what they averaged forcing, 16, you know, 17, 18 turnovers forced. Uh, but, yeah, 20 yeah. turnovers on your end, ugh, that's that's tough. And, and I still see that our guards are getting a lot of rebounds, so I think they are helping out our bigs a lot under the basket. I do, and I, I think they're they're playing real hard. I have to give it to the guards today. Yeah, I agree with you, Sarah. Uh, Sarah, I hate, I, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I hate that Anyama, Anyama didn't get a real opportunity to play, period. And a lot of those replays showed that those were not filed. So yeah. that was unfair. I, I agree with you, Sarah. Unfortunately for somebody like Zarek Onyema, who just plays physical, period, like, and he's just a physical player, uh, he's going to get these ticky-tack fouls called against him, and uh, he's the scapegoat at times. There's times where it's clearly somebody else on his team, uh, on UTEP, who's fouling, and he gets called with the foul. So there's some questionable things right there and uh, how Zarek Onyema is officiated. I think that's uh, very accurate. He still played 22 minutes, but only five points. Uh, he did total nine rebounds. Can you imagine that? 22 minutes and has nine rebounds. That shows you what Onyema can really do, even in limited time. Uh, but Sarah, I asked this to fans earlier. I'm, I'm just going to ask ask you this uh we're only six games in do you have a clear-cut player who you think is better than anybody else on this team like the the best player on this group right now well um i'm gonna have to go with tay hardy okay okay another vote for tay hardy i i like his play too and i see i see him hustling so hard on defense um so many he and he gets blocks yep um he gets steals he gets a, a lot of offensive rebounds as well as as well as defense. He's he's getting pushed around there, down in the bottom. I agree yeah. with you. I agree with you quite a bit. He's taking a lot of licks down there. So I have to say, Tay Hardy. Uh, I think Gibbons is good, but he's not playing hard. I don't. I mean, I don't think the defense is hard hard with him. I think, like I said before, McKinney is a spark. Um, and he can go in there, dish the ball, make layups, you know, but I don't know if I see him using uh, as much as I want him to use the other people. Okay, okay. You know, I think his ability to pass is awesome, but a lot of times I don't see where he's 
broadcasting where he should be. There was one in particular, Sarah, where where I just have it in my brain. Mario had uh, uh, Tay Hardy just wide open on the wing, like wide open for a three, for a wide open three, and instead he took it himself. And he'll learn. He'll he'll get better. And I I really yeah. I'm trusting the long run for Mario McKinney for sure. Sarah, your phone call again was great. Really appreciate your phone call. Keep calling in. You're 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 killing it here on Minor Talk. So really appreciate you uh, as we continue, Sarah. Before I let you go, what's your favorite side here on Thanksgiving? Um, this Thanksgiving it was uh, broccoli casserole. Excellent, excellent. Hey, have a great rest of your weekend, Sarah. Appreciate it. All right, thank you. All right, let's keep it moving on Twitter our te- and also our telephones. Our telephone number is 915-505-6009 as Minor Talk continues. We're presented by the Oscar Adietta Agency. Uh, they've got seven locations in El Paso from the west side to Fabens. I trust the Oscar Adietta Agency with my auto and my home insurance. Seriously, I mean, Oscar Adietta is my insurance agent, and he's the official insurance agent of the UTEP Miners. You could call him at 915 400 6,000 or visit riseup915.com to learn more about the Oscar Arieta Agency, the official insurance agent of the UTEP Miners. Joe Chacon tweeting in the show, last night's delight, all the faves. And it's uh, a photo of uh, a nice turkey leg, Angel Munoz. He's got the broccoli cash, broccoli uh, casserole he's got the green bean casserole and he's got the mashed potatoes and the stuffing uh joe chacon with a nice plate but then he follows it up with his leftovers are, are you a big leftovers guy angel because he's throwing out a video a, a photo excuse me with his turkey uh a little leftover i guess leftover salad and then he's throwing it into like a turkey sandwich are you a big leftovers guy i am 100 percent a leftovers guy i actually have leftovers right now that's because <laughs> i'm in for a long <laughs> so it's a long day for yeah, you today it's a i long get it day for me today so i, I have some thanksgiving leftovers i'm right here. i'm uh Absolutely. i'm totally with you man uh you get the thanksgiving leftovers you make them into turkey sandwiches you you do whatever you need to do mm-hmm. you just have them just like that um my personal favorite is reheating some ham, just like a little ham, mm-hmm. a little little sandwich. Make it with whatever hat, whatever you have on the side. It's perfect. Yeah, I'm okay. With you on that one. Good yeah. stuff there, Angel. Uh, Robert Ukidi tweets the show to answer the best player question. Those players you mentioned are definitely game changers, but I see Otis Frazier as a name to watch out come later in the year. So Robert's vote right now is uh, Otis Frazier. Adrian at Enemy Win Three tweets the show. Help me understand how these two tournaments work. Which one is new? Is UTEP the champion? What is the format for the next one? Okay, Adrian, I'll break it down for you. This was not a tournament. The Jim Forbes Classic was not a tournament whatsoever. Mm. And what we're going to see in the in the um, uh, what we're going to see in December with the Sun Bowl Invitational and the Basketball Invitational, that is more of a tournament because you have two teams playing each other and the winner advances to the championship game, the loser advances to the loser goes and plays in the consolation game. Uh, what the MTE is in college basketball is a uh, what we've been talking about a ton here on this show and it's the multiple team events it's the MTE, multiple team events, they're non-exempt tournaments I'm going to give it to you definitively, non-exempt tournaments that teams can 
frequent host on a, you know either a annual basis or a biannual basis. And from what I've heard is UTEP would like to have the Jim Forbes Classic in the future. It might not happen next year. Uh, they would like to have the Jim Forbes Classic in the future. But um, what UTEP really wants to do eventually is get into a road invitational or a neutral site invitational. And again, easier said than done, but uh, you saw what New Mexico State did before the season started, going to the Bahamas. Uh, I would love to see UTEP either overseas. I would love to see them in another country in one of these invitationals or tournaments. I think it looks great for them, uh, and it's excellent for things like recruiting. I would love to for them to go to one here in the U.S. as well. Uh, there's some great classics, great invitationals that are out there, and uh, it's just about you know right timing, right name, right position uh, for UTEP to try to be invited or to accept an invitation to something like this. So, uh, Adrian, I know it's confusing. This one was not a tournament. The next one will be a tournament, and UTEP will have a trophy to play for in the Sun Bowl Invitational against uh, some really quality opponents, just like they saw this week. They had an opportunity to host three teams, very quality teams, this week in this stretch. Um, 915SunCity tweets the show, I agree with Adrian. I love this team more than last year. They're winning ugly, but they're learning lessons. I love that it's impossible to pick the best player. That's a sign of a good team. I agree with the latter there, Adam. I agree with you, man. I think uh, that's the sign right there that this is a solid team, the fact that they win at at ugly points. Um, Talisha Bennett follows it up. The good cooks were definitely at home. She liked that one. She's laughing. By the way, my favorite side dish slash leftover is gumbo. Authentic Nola Gumbo in the Sun City. I love gumbo. Shout out King's Barbecue. Uh, gumbo, they, they put me on gumbo uh, for the first time, and uh, I'm a huge fan of that. So good job, Talisha. And then she said, I think refs need subs too. I agree with you. The refs do need some subs. I like that. Uh, this coming in from Jake Orozco, or actually this one coming in for Cesar Cubillos. Another win for the good guys. Uh, first game I've missed in a year. They're winning big. See you tomorrow at UTSA versus UTEP tomorrow. Uh, that's coming in from Cesar Cubillos. Our telephone number is 915-505-6009. Uh, we are going to take a timeout right now. When we come back, we are going to definitely uh, we're going to definitely get to our awards, and we're going to wrap things up. We're going to answer any other questions, any other tweets, any other phone calls that you might have at 915-505-6009 as Minor Talk continues, presented by the Oscar Adietta Agency right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, welcome back. Welcome back. Minor Talk is live. We're presented by the Oscar Adietta Agency. Coming up, we're going to give our Win Supply El Paso hot hand of the game, and we'll also get to our player of the game thanks to Keith Southwest. Let's run down some final stats from today. UTEP shot 47% from the field, uh, 35% from three-point range. Wow, it's a, it's a, an improvement right there. But again, free throws continue to be an issue for this group. 64% at the charity stripe, 18 of 28 from the free throw line today. They had 20 turnovers. That's ugly. Defensively, they forced 16 turnovers. They scored 11 points off turnovers while the Islanders uh, uh, they scored 15 points off 20 UTEP turnovers. Uh, UTEP actually won the rebounding margin today but it was a lot closer and uh, a little bit you know Texas A&M Corpus Christi had that lead and advantage of the rebound margin in this game. UTEP ends up winning it 39-38 and that ends up being uh, critical for UTEP. Uh, they also allowed 32 points in the paint today. The Miners did and uh, UTEP capitalized off 
off 10 points on fast breaks. They had 12 assists. UTEP had 8 steals. And UTEP also had 5 blocks in this game. Uh, I want to highlight somebody in particular uh, who I was really loving on the defensive side. Mario McKinney with 3 steals in this game. Uh, that was really nice to see him him do that. Also, Calvin Solomon had a pair of steals. Uh, I, I will say this with Calvin Solomon. He just has to limit the turnovers. Has a little bit of difficulties dribbling. Uh, but other than that, I love what Calvin Solomon brings to this team. So, uh, again, I, I'm pretty bullish on this group. I think that uh, they're going into next Wednesday riding a uh, riding a high, riding this momentum right now. And a five-point victory over Texas A&M Corpus Christi caps off a five-game win streak for this UTEP team. Let's keep things moving. Let's welcome on Jessica on the phone lines, our telephone number, 915-505-6009. Jessica, good evening. What's going on? Hi, how's it going? Jessica, we're hanging in. We're doing well. What do you think of this game? Right. Um, I enjoy this game. Um, I um, haven't been able to make it to live games, so I've been watching and listening to John Teicher, so... Oh, great. Okay. Um, they're good. Okay. Um, you, what do you think of this team? Compared to last year, I, what, what do you think of this team, Jessica? Overall, I like this team. Um, I think they have a fairly decent chemistry. Um, I'm going to throw in my two cents. I think uh, Ty Hardy is uh, a very stabling player on this team. Okay. Okay. I like it that. It seems like when he's, when he's out, those five minutes that he's out in the second half getting his win back... <laughs> I know he plays like every game. He plays like ver- every minute like every of every game. game. Forever. So and when then he needs to get out, and get a break. I think that's when the team kind of loses its um, composure a bit. And I think that's when those teams can make up. Um, and I don't think it's just because it's the hard work. You can see he's playing defense. He may not get a lot of steals, but he's playing defense uh, on offense. He had a quiet. He tied for. Um, top points today it's quietly but he's there working hard so right now for me the players die hardy you know he just does so much he really does he 31 minutes today i mean plays the most of any player on this court and when you factor in jessica he played almost every minute tuesday in a double overtime victory and he plays in almost every minute in the csu bakersfield game as well like he's playing the majority of minutes in that game and that one goes into overtime like tay hardy needs a break and same with shamar givens who played a lot of minutes as well those two guys need a break this weekend man they they did so much uh for this group in this week and and that's what you know what if you're going to be a starting guard on a UTEP basketball team led by head coach Joe Golding you're going to have to be ready to play like the, these guys do not get breaks and that's the that's the kind of advantage that uh, Joe Golding wants to have with his guards he wants his guards to have that big time motor and, and for those guys to be able to play 40 minutes extended right so that's that was my two cents I I, I really like his game um, and overall um, it's you know, it's a fun game to watch anyway. Um, and my favorite, sweet potato pie. So, All right, sweet potato Thanks. pie. I love it. Hey, Jessica, thank you so much for calling in on the show. Great thoughts, great take. I uh, love the fact that you're a, you're a Tay Hardy person. So I like this. Uh, this is great stuff. Feel free to call anytime, Jessica. Really appreciate the phone call. Let's keep things moving. Our telephone number is 915-505-6009. That's 915-505-6009 to get into Minor Talk. Ed, Ed McDonald tweets the show. Usually he's calling in, but he's he's got some stuff to do. He's maybe he's out there at UTSA getting ready for UTEP and and the Roadrunners tomorrow. He says, "Good afternoon, happy Thanksgiving, great win." 
Sule Boom was not a good fit for this team. He was a, he had a self-centered ego where he wants to be shooting all the time. Not the right fit for this team. We'll go farther. Uh, Ed, I disagree completely when you say self-centered ego. He was the most selfless guy you could think of. If you're talking about the volume of shots that he had, sure, you might knock a Sule Boom at times, but I'd take a Sule Boom any day. I mean, I, I love Sule as, as far as uh, just a player with this group, and uh, it's very hard to replace anybody like that. I think that's a once-in-a-generation type of player, and uh, people need to hold him to that standard. He is He's elevated his game over at, Z- at Xavier right now. Xavier, by the way, is a great team. They're four and two overall. They lost uh, recently today to Duke, seventy-one sixty-four. But uh, Sule Boom is probably, if not one of their best player on this on this Xavier team right now, coached by Sean Miller. They beat Florida recently, and in that game right there, you look at Sule Boom and what he did. He played thirty-three minutes in that game. He had twenty-two points. He also totaled five rebounds, six of six assists, and two uh, turnovers, two steals in, again, 22 minutes of action. And Xavier right now, they're killing it. They're they're really uh, having a great season so far. Um, speaking of a great season so far, a lot of former minor players who've transferred elsewhere, uh, whether it be this past year or la- you know two years ago, whatever, or just kind of recently transferred away from UTEP, They've had good seasons. There's been some really good uh, examples of players standing out. Uh, one of the ones that I want to highlight is Feo who's playing right now with SMU. Uh, Feo was one of the best players in all of the Sun Belt last year with Troy. This year, he's killing it again with SMU. And Feo has bounced around. He was at UTEP in 2021. Then he goes to Troy last year, has success. His, uh, you know, there's some changes going on with that team. Then he transfers over to SMU for his final year of college eligibility right now, and uh, he's having a nice season, so I'm, I'm happy for FEODG, making a real impact on that group. Uh, you look at some of the other players that UTEP had uh, just in years past who are, who are doing some good things. Jarrell Satterfield, uh, he had a, a 20-plus point performance against Gonzaga recently with Portland State. Now, Portland State right now, 2-3, and three, but they just knocked off Oregon State not too long ago, so that's a Power 5 victory for them uh, in that game, Jarrell Satterfield had 26 points to lead that team. He's been their best player, and you know what you saw from him from beyond the arc? Four of nine. He's kind of doing what he did at UTEP, but he's doing it where he's more of the focal point of their offense out at Portland State. Uh, he's killing it right there. He's doing a uh, he's he's playing really well so far into the season. Keontae Kennedy, like we've mentioned, he's playing right now with Memphis uh, on that Memphis Tigers team. They are two and two on the year with head. Uh, coach Penny Hardaway recently in their loss their 70 to 69 loss to Seton Hall a very good Seton Hall team by the way uh in that game right there Keontae Kennedy came off the bench he played 23 minutes he scored eight points on two of six shooting he made a three-pointer which he struggled to do this year uh and also had two rebounds in that game so hey uh Keontae Kennedy doing what he can um off the bench for that uh, that Memphis team. Now, when you look at Titus Verhoeven, that Northwestern team is off to a great start, five and one on the year. They came off a win on Tuesday against Liberty. Then they lost a gutsy game against Auburn, forty-three forty-two. Ugh, just an ugly game, back and forth. Titus in that game played twenty-one minutes. He had two points in that game, four rebounds. 
two blocks, a steal, and uh, two fouls. So Titus Verhoeven, starter for Northwestern. Uh, by the way, 5-1 and one Northwestern team over there. So, hey, former minor players having success. Current minor team is having success as well. So you got to be happy for the former guys who played uh, at UTEP and, and what they've been doing uh, elsewhere in other places. I know some people would knock this current team or current players who would leave the team. But uh, no, I, I like to keep tabs on them. That's definitely my MO. Um, UTEP Zay with the follow-up tweet. If Isule Boom was on this team, UTEP would be dominant. It's hard to argue with that, man. I'm, I, if somebody wants to come at me saying Sule would not be a good fit, I just I disagree completely. He can, mat, he can fit in with everybody. Everybody. That's the kind of player Sule Boom is. Uh, as we wind things down, as we look ahead, UTEP ends up playing New Mexico State on Wednesday. Man, it's going to be such a tough game right there. Such a tough game. Uh, going over some final notes that I wrote down throughout this one. Golding was very intense in this game. He kept his defense engaged at all times. Even when this one started to get away from UTEP, uh, I liked the late adjustments, not those first adjustments where they took a timeout and uh, UTEP w- UTEP had actually, excuse me, Corpus Christi had a seventeen to four run by the four-minute mark of the second half. Then, coming out of the timeout, UTEP had a five-second violation, uh, and then on the next offensive possession, it was a shot clock violation. Not Did not like those two possessions right there at all, but UTEP was able to gut it out in the end. They made like three straight defensive stops, and that was really what did it for this UTEP team. Uh, to to help them set them over the top. Malik Zachary did not dress was not in uh, was not on the bench at all today. We addressed this earlier. Uh, I also think I want to bring this up. I also think UTEP's def- defense when it comes to three point percentage is excellent. Like they defend the perimeter at a very elite level. I think that's something that we got to watch for, for the rest of the season. UTEP has not allowed teams to hit a lot of three-pointers. And tonight, Texas A&M Corpus Christi, they're a group who loves to hit three-pointers. They only hit five today. They were five of 24, and that's a credit to UTEP. Great defense right there. Free throws need to help. I mean, need to improve. They need some help at the charity stripe, and it's going to take this team to just uh, be better when it comes to making free throws. Um Want to mention real quick before we get to awards, tomorrow is UTEP football's final game. Uh, UTEP UTSA. This is a huge one. Bowl game is on the line. Um, we haven't, you know, there hasn't been a lot of buzz, hasn't been a lot of excitement about UTEP football. And we'll, we'll turn the page. We'll look to tomorrow, and we will have minor talk after that one. We'll have countdown to kickoff set for 1 o'clock, excuse me, high noon. Local time with Voice of the Miners, John Teicher, along with Cole Freytag and Mondo the Monster Medina. And then we'll have the game at 1 o'clock and then Miner Talk afterward here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's read some tweets real quick. This is uh, this is Joe Chacon right here calling it UTSA 28, UTEP 31, game-winning field goal by Gavin Beckley. Hashtag not the last minor football talk, minor talk. Uh, hashtag bowling, hashtag sending UTSA out with the loss, hashtag farewell, hashtag stuffing is the best side, hashtag along with the man sodas. That's coming in from Joe Chacon here on the show. Uh, Joe, I'm, I don't agree. I just uh, UTEP might play well, but I don't see them winning that game. Prove me wrong, UTEP football. Prove me wrong. Let's go to our hot hand of the game award as we wrap things up here on the show. Uh, hot hand of this one, I'm giving it to Mario McKinney. Eight points today, three steals. Uh, He also turned the ball over three times, four rebounds for Mario McKinney. But we're going to give him the hot hand award after this one. And then uh, for our player of the game, let's give it to somebody who's received this award a lot by us. Um, 
This is, well, first first off, thanks to Win Supply El Paso for bringing us the hot hand of award after every UTEP basketball game. Let's go to Tay Hardy, who's going to be our player of the game. 12 points, 5 rebounds, 2 turnovers, 31 minutes of play. Had a great week. Tay Hardy is just a, a name that everybody's going to have to watch for, for uh, weeks and months to come with this UTEP basketball team. Tay Hardy doing a lot in this game. 12 points to co-lead the Miners along with Jamari Sibley. And uh, he is our player of the game, thanks to Keats Southwest. That'll do it for us here on the show. Thank you so much to Angel Munoz, who produced uh, the whole broadcast, produced Minor Talk here with us today. Thanks to everybody out there who listened. Hope everybody has a safe and ha- and great Thanksgiving weekend as we wrap things up. And we'll be back tomorrow, UTEP football taking on UTSA in a win-or-go-home contest. That'll do it for us here on Minor Talk. For Angel Munoz, I'm Adrian Broadus saying so long, and thanks for listening to Minor Talk, presented by the Oscar Adietta Agency, right here on 600 ESPN. El Paso.